Welcome to the Market Talk podcast sponsored by WealthPress, where we believe if you're investing uninformed, you're screwed. Get the inside scoop on what's driving the markets today and what that means for your money, all in just 15 minutes. Well, hello, traders and investors. My name is Roger Scott. I'm the head trader for WealthPress. Today is July 28th. I honestly cannot believe it, but it is what it is. We got a lot to talk about. We've got one of the biggest events starting today, the FOMC. We've got earnings for, oh God, we've got earnings for Amazon, Apple, Facebook, Google over the next few days. I mean, this is a huge, huge period. And we also have consumer confidence today. But the GDP, not the GDP, excuse me, the GDP is on Thursday. I'm confusing GDP with FOMC. FOMC starts today, That's it, begins today, ends tomorrow with the announcement during market hours. Usually, typically, most of the time, historically speaking, notice I'm prefacing this <laughs> with many warnings, markets are dull going into the FOMC, especially when you have the GDP the next day, because investors, large investors, want to see which side the market's going to move on and you know how things are going to shake out before they make big commitments into the market. If I'm an institutional trader, I wouldn't want to make a bet against the bond market or the gold market heading into FOMC. So institutional investors are going to lower their volume. And what we're going to see mostly today and going into tomorrow is retail volume, the type of volume we see during holidays when we have fragmented weeks. Want to make sure you guys are on top of that. So let's go into the report. And again, I don't want to read this to you. I just want to paraphrase the most important thing. This global report does a great job of telling us what we missed overnight. So it's a great little recap to, to or unless you want to sit there all night looking at the markets and taking notes. So World Shares Mixed Tuesday as U.S. advanced overnight, not a lot. Price of gold retreated to about $1,975 per ounce. I'm not worried about that. I'm looking at gold to rise over the long term. It made a multi, I think it made a decade high the other day. So gold is on a tear. And keep something in mind. Gold, this is important. Write this down. Gold has had four bull markets in the last 50 years. Each of those markets, gold led, silver followed. But as the rally continued, silver outperformed gold by a factor of like 10 to 1. So usually when you see a major rally in the gold market, one that, that happens once every 12 years, every 15 years, a major rally in the gold market, you'll see silver begin lagging behind. But when the rally's over, silver actually supersedes. Because silver's a lot smaller and it's a lot more volatile. So it's got a lot more movement. So keep that in mind. Investors are awaiting the outcome of a two-day policy meeting of the Federal Reserve that begins today. They're gonna to talk about whether they should lower raise interest rates. I don't think they're gonna take any action at all. They've also keeping an eye on corporate earnings and awaiting Congress to decide on more help. There's a lot of stuff going on right now. Investors are awaiting to hear US central banks this week about economies prospect, prospects and what it plans to do with interest rate. The closure, and, and, and folks, this thing, this, this tension with China right now, I mean, I don't think it could have come at a worse time. I think it's posturing for the most part, but still, I mean, do we really need trade war tension right now where we don't know if if, if 10, 20% of the S&P 500 is gonna be around in five years? You know what I'm saying? The closure of US consulate in Western China 
Chengdu, hopefully I'm pronouncing it right, followed the shutdown of China's consulate in Houston, Texas, has highlighted antagonism between Washington and Beijing. You think <laughs> that's adding to jitters at a time when coronavirus pandemic appears to be regaining its grip in parts of Asia, including Hong Kong, Japan, and Vietnam. Vietnam, that's new. That's not good. We don't need that right now. More than a third of the companies in the S&P 500 are scheduled to report how they fared from April to June, including some of the most influential companies, Amazon, Apple, Facebook, Google. I just named most of the FANG stocks. By the way, Netflix is no longer a FANG stock. It's been evicted. Now, NVIDIA is a FANG stock. It's got a larger market capitalization, so FYI. These four stocks account for 16% of the S&P, and I'm going to tell you right now, you know how much they account for the NASDAQ 100? About 30%, maybe more. So these are these are some, some big, 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 big. They have a big, remember, the U.S. stock market is capitalized weighted. So the bigger the stock, the more voting power it has. And these stocks have a lot of voting power. Extra pandemic unemployment benefits expire and U.S. businesses close down again to battle the growing COVID-19. Democrats, Republicans still have a ways to negotiate. Meanwhile, crude oil is maintaining above the $41 a barrel. Brent crude is at 44, which is right around the price that investors, large banks and commercial suppliers and frackers and uh, big companies like Exxon Oil are paying for oil. So at least they're not bleeding. Imagine the, the uh, airline sector is now not making money, but is not losing money, kind of breaking even. That's where the oil oil sector is. At least they're not they're not bleeding, bleeding and bleeding, bleeding because that's what Exxon was doing when they have to buy, lose money when they're buying, and lose money when they're selling. At least they're not losing money when they're buying anymore. At least it's near break even. Now, today's Tuesday, and I want to show you some stocks on my radar. Now, you're probably going to say, why are you repeating the same thing over and over and over? because the case, my case is getting stronger. Therefore, I need to prepare you. Now, I've been telling anyone who would listen to me that the, re that the residential housing market is heating up. It's heating up for two reasons. Why? Interest rates are low, number one. Number two, people are refinancing their home, taking money out of their homes and, ref and putting money back into their homes, remodeling, upgrading, and so forth, because they can't go on vacation right now. So there's a lot, of, a lot of idle cash sitting around and people are putting that money back into the housing market. The, the third or second, third biggest reason is usually there's a good, and this is important, pay attention. There's a huge um, correlation between commercial and residential real estate. Usually when one goes up, the other goes up. Right now, commercial real estate is deader than dead. Okay, I mean dead, 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 dead. So all the money's moving into residential real estate. Well, look at the three stocks that happen to be the top 10. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Tenth, ninth, and eighth place. Lennar Homes, Pulte Group, Pulte Homes. You've seen Pulte Homes and DHI Horton. The three of the top 10. I'm, I don't know if they're the, the three biggest, but I know they're all in the top 10 biggest residential home builders in the country. Okay, it's not a coincidence. They're all together, and a few weeks ago, only one was only one, and then two was on this list. Now three. Now notice it's taking over stocks like Now, Amazon, um, stocks that were lows is up here now. 
air product and chemical. Are you noticing a little pattern? Remember, we had mostly technology stocks here and bio biomedical stocks, ABL Med, West Pharmaceuticals. We had eBay, we had NVIDIA, PayPal. But look what's up here now. Dexcom was number one. Dexcom is like number six now. And these stocks, Lennar, Pulte, Horton, they're going higher. And what's what what's Tractor Supply Company? Whirlpool. Now, what happens when people buy, and that's actually the stock I wanted to talk about. What happens when people buy or refinance new homes? What's the biggest appliance company in the world for residential use? Whirlpool. Whirlpool, people are buying appliances, dishwashers, uh, refrigerators. Whirlpool has tons of brands. So again, we bought our house two years ago. Excuse me. We're redoing the entire kitchen. We're changing our refrigerator, dishwasher, even the stove because they're 15 years old. There's only so much you there's only so much you can benefit you can get out of those things. So again, right now it's not a coincidence. First, it was Lennar, then DHI Horton came on the map. Now, Palti Group is on the map. But you've got accoutrements like Whirlpool. All right, Fortune Brands Home and Security. You've got um, Newmont Gold. You've got Tractor Supply. These are uh, not, I wouldn't say these are, these are more basic materials and residential real estate. I wouldn't say real estate because if you go into the real estate sector, the S&P real estate, it's got a bunch of REITs. It's got a bunch of commercial real estate. And that's not where the money's going right now. The money's going into residential real estate. So I would really focus on Lowe's. And by the way, it's interesting, but Lowe's and Home Depot are usually together. And I, I was a positive I would see Home Depot here, not seeing it. As a matter of fact, I didn't go all I didn't go searching for it, but it wasn't here. But Lowe's is. And Lowe's has been constantly on my radar. So Lowe's must be doing better than Home Depot right now because I'm not seeing Home Depot. I'm sure somebody will tell me I just missed it, but I looked over here and I didn't see it in my top stocks. But I am seeing Lowe's. I am seeing Whirlpool, people buy Whirlpool products at Lowe's and they also buy um, lumber. Right now, uh, James West, for example, he's one of our co, our uh, my one of my co-publishers at Wealth Press. He's talking about he's he's re re uh, rebuilding a uh, or uh, upgrading a farm that he's had in his family for a while. I don't know all the details. I'm sure you could learn about it on his podcast, and you should listen to his his uh, broadcasts. They're great. But um, he's been telling us he can't buy, uh, he can't build his deck. He wanted to build a beautiful uh, wraparound deck. He can't do it. Uh, lumber prices are three times as expensive. So, and what do contractors do when they see that stores are selling out of things? They hoard. They do the same thing that people like you and I do with toilet paper. We see toilet paper running out, we hoard it, right? Now there's no toilet paper. That's what contractors are doing when they're going into stores. So again, look for stocks like, Air product and chemicals, um, Lowe's. I like Whirlpool a lot right now. And again, the three of the top 10 biggest home builders, they're moving on up. So again, technology is weakening and I wanna show you something. Now I've been talking about this for a long time and I'm gonna show you this now. Remember, this is my cumulative strength sector list. Remember technology was number one, materials is number one. And guess what, lumber, paint sherwin williams stock also big shw big on my list but basic materials are now outperforming technology on a cumulative basis 
cumulative, six month, three month, and one month. And on a one month basis, forget about it. You got materials, consumer staples. Now, I told you guys about a week ago, a week and a half ago, the consumer staples is gonna be going up. So now we got basic materials, consumer staples, healthcare. Expect consumer discretionary and technology to go weaker because their earnings are just not as good. And only about 25% of technology is um, getting the, the stay at home benefit uptick. Um, a lot of them are not. So again, focus on basic material, consumer staples, and healthcare for the foreseeable future, and you will be much, much better off and rewarded, especially in light of the earnings that are coming out on tech. They're not that great right now, and uh, uh, I'm seeing momentum levels, market internals, and price action on the tech sector, on the technology sector, and on the overall NASDAQ falter a bit. So keep your eye on basic material, consumer staples, and healthcare for now. And check out the home builders. Make sure you don't invest in into commercial real estate, residential real estate, and all the basic materials that go into building and putting residential real estate together. That's where the money is right now. Have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening today. Make sure to subscribe to the Market Talk podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever platform you're listening from today so you don't miss any important news regarding your money and your investments. Have a great rest of your day. My name is Roger Scott and happy trading.